and welcome to the CBGS podcast brought to you by Aspen Weight. My name's Drew. Hello, Drew. Hello, Paul. It and, is. And, and this is Paul. <laughs> I'm Paul, he's Drew. <laughs> and this week we're going to be talking to you about, um, about collaboration because um, collaboration is key. <laughs> in business, I... I, uh, I not I just in business. Not just in business, in, oh. in all aspects of life. Oh. So yeah, I think it would be a good discussion because... There's been many a collaboration that we've talked about before, you've, you know, clients and businesses, and I think it'll be an interesting topic of conversation. Mm. Mm, nice. Nice. Jazz club. <laughs> and, um, but to start off with, Paul, you were, you were telling me something the other day uh, about a, a, an exciting new chapter in your new third book, um, based on um, things that have happened this year, or oh, oh, well, many it's, years previously. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the term serendipitous synchronicity, which we've, well, I think has come up in the podcast before. But um, I think it's a really interesting concept. And if yeah, if you could, you, you, I know you've been doing some research in, in your book to write this. Chapter. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I think probably at some point, you know, we ought to. I feel a little bit like we're sort of asked me to run, and we haven't told the listeners how to walk. You know. Oh, okay. But but um, you know, uh, for, for ease of flow, so. Um, uh, Basically, uh, serendipitous synchronicity is a is a is a rather gobbledygook thing that I've invented because it amuses me. Um, but uh, there is actually some degree of sense in the madness, if that makes sense. Uh, so, as Drew says, uh, I have started writing a chapter uh, in 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 book three of the weight uh, the weight annals, and um, actually started to get very deep. So, probably for the first time seriously ever as a piece of work I, uh, I'm actually into a sort of quite deep philosophizing, philosophizing uh, part of the chapter uh, so uh, serendipity itself first entered the English language in 1754 uh, through the uh, penship of Horace Walpole who was quite a famous writer mm-hmm. and uh, the word serendipity comes from an Arab word, word which is serendip which I believe uh, was mentioned in some sort of Arabian folklore tale or something. So serendipity arises from serendip. Serendipity is essentially um, something which uh, sort of arises by chance, but may appear that there's um, some sort of... Higher power at work. Well, no, no, not about that. Some... some, uh, it might appear that there's some correlation or causation behind it, so it's not oh, okay. just entirely chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Synchronisation is interesting. The synchronicity. I mean, I don't know about you, but to me, you know, syn- the concept of synchronising just seems to me to be pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so synchronicity. Um, I was surprised to read uh, that it, in fact, only entered the English language in the twenties. Oh, really? Nineteen twenties through the very eminent philosopher Carl Jung. Oh. Uh, and in fact, it, didn't actually fu- it wasn't actually a fully completed concept until the 1950s, when uh, a very famous work of his, that I can't remember now, mm-hmm. uh, was published. It might even have been as late as 1954. So uh, he, he thought about synchronicity in the 20s, but it didn't actually reach the masses until the 50s. So it was a quite a recent thing really 
Synchronicity is, um, again, uh, I guess, uh, some degree of event, normally fortunate, that um, that, that uh, sort of, again, sort of arises... Um, arises... May it, may it appear like it's, it's arisen as a result of uh, something planned, I guess. Um, if I knew you would ask me, I would have I would have read my chapter better, mm-hmm. uh, reread my chapter better. But um, it's interesting. So if I if I if I sort of go back a bit, um, I used to go home and say to Lisa that um, uh, blah 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 had happened. It was another example of serendipity. And what I meant by that, and that's I think that's probably the most important thing, rather than get to head up now into the actual technical definition of what both words mean. Mm. What I meant when I was talking about serendipity was basically I've had a bit of a break. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Uh, I got lucky today because this happened to me. You know. Um, so an example might be uh, my good friend Alex Tame at Cooler IP, Cooler IP. Uh, sent uh, John O and I uh, uh, a lead this week, um, which was incredibly exciting. Uh, and eventually, because I could see that there was a short uh, window of opportunity, I ended up phoning the lady that Alex had introduced us to myself. So incredibly, I mean, it, you know, be right up there. If he said the sort of stuff that Paul would want to be involved in this would be right there so basically uh, we're talking about tech companies Mm -hmm. from Singapore wanting to come into Britain and needing a range of services oh wow so basically all I had to do was to say yes I would do it Uh, basically make her comfortable that we were the firm to do it Mm. Uh, that I would cherish as my my word not hers Mm. (laughs) I would cherish the introductions and uh, and, and give her a matrix of costs that she would be able to go back and say yes I found the firm to do this and this is what the charges are which I dropped everything to do oh nice so one could argue that that was a lucky break mm. Mm. could one not then actually if you think about it so so probably you know in, in, in the, the period before uh, I developed serendipitous synchronicity or, or understood the relevance of synchronicity probably it's probably more relevant uh, I would have gone home and said I had another bit of serendipity today because I've got this work from Singapore. Now, if you sit down and think about it, you know, you've, you've heard me say, the harder I practice, the luckier I get. Mm-hmm. Well, th- th- that probably has more relevance in what I've just told you than it's luck, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it hasn't just happened by luck, it's happened because Alex Tame mm-hmm. is trusted by... The, Sing, you know the people that introduced the work mm. very much so actually mm. they totally trust him they say he totally gets them and Alex Tame said you don't want to be doing that you need to go and talk to these people mm. right and it's like it's like synchronizations happen not exactly how you think they will but by putting out that that work or that um, that ethic into the into into the world by the, Ether, by the work, whatever you want to call yeah, it yeah then you, then you're gonna you're gonna get things opportunities come back to you it might may not look like in the form that you thought they were gonna but then it's like yeah taking those opportunities when they do arise and it's like what I take from you is that you see you see that the work that you do is creating these opportunities like even though you know that and you still see them as a result of what. You know, yeah, well, that, that's that's that's. So, yeah. that's right. <laughs> what 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 my chapter is trying to do 
is I've never before attempted to take almost what I intuitively know is true and explain it to yeah. other people. Because it's in a, a real way, big asset in business to become be successful in business. Well, it's, yeah. So you know, so if we if we go a bit further, so so you know, let's let, let's let's just finish the, off this point. So it isn't luck because uh, effectively, what's happened it's is the relationship with Alex itself has not arisen through luck. Mm. It's 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 arisen through, um, if you like, the logical progression of things like business development efforts, mm. and um, nurturing a relationship, good work in good work, yeah, good work in in certain fields. Um, I can remember the very first time I met Alex and his colleagues, which was must have been quite a long time ago because it was probably more than three years ago, mm. maybe four. And um, you know they they've had some difficult times along the way, and I think Alex would probably. And one of the good things about difficult times is is Alex would have realised that I was genuine. Mm. You know, mm. so I was. You know, yeah, you I was there. Like, I was there for him. Yeah. You know, mm. uh, and if things, and have things been, are remembered. Yeah, and the things have been different. Um, Collar would have been part of Aspen Way. Um, so you know, we've got this very tight relationship, which is. Developed even more closely because of Happy IP, mm. Connor being an oh, yeah. integral yeah. part of that. So actually, it's not really luck at all. <laughs> so if we if we go back to the synchronicity and serendipity argument, so I would go home and say, you know, this is serendipity, and Lisa would say, no, it's not really serendipity. It's more like synchronicity. Mm. You know. And do you do you like the word synergy? Yes, that that comes into my head. So like synchronicitous synergy. <laughs> so could you have? So could you have synchronicitous synergy? I don't know. Uh, I'd have to think about that one. Mm. I mean, obviously, synergy is um, more... I mean, synergy is definitely a word that you would relate to collaboration. Mm. Uh, Synergy, synergies, synergy or synergies are certainly things that could could and can arise from collaboration in certain forms. Mm. So, for instance, if um, two companies decided to get together and collaborate as one company... Mm then probably they wouldn't necessarily need two buildings or two firms of auditors or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you get economies of scale, i.e. synergies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you'd call that synergistic synchronicity mm-hmm. with the greatest respect. Ah, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. so, so I think um, what... Um, what uh, synchronicity... So I think what, what you've got really is serendipity, which is probably... Um, a bit more by chance, and synchronicity being still, still not caused by direct correlation. But I mean, if we just, if we just, I can get, I, I can get a little bit uh, uh, scientifically correct about mm-hmm. this part. So um, there are uh, many aspects of synchronicity. So you can you can have mathematical synchronicity, religious synchronicity, economic synchronicity, and so on and so forth. So if you look at synchronicity from a mathematical point of view, which is really more to do with probability theory, I don't know if you're any good at maths. But, no. <laughs> uh, uh, so probability theory states that uh, if... So, for instance, let's say... Um, I don't know. Uh, you've got a pack of cards. So what's the chances of picking out the Queen of Hearts? The mm. answer is 1 in 52. So, oh, okay. oh, yeah. So, so for instance, so so probability theory would say that the chances of picking out the Queen of Hearts are one in fifty-two. Mm-hmm. If you picked out the Queen of Hearts too 
goes in a row, that would be something like one in 2,652 or something, you know. Mm-hmm. 2,704, actually, I think. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh. it, is, it is right, actually. 2000, one in wow. 2,704. Mm-hmm. It's a big two Queen of Hearts act, at, 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 one after the other. Um, you ever done that? Maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, we're, 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 we won't get too spooky today. I, <laughs> I do get very, as you know, my, my chapter gets very deep talking about... Well, we'll come on to this. So probability theory would state that um, no matter how causal may be a word, you know, mm-hmm. how causal an event may appear to be, i.e. it hasn't appeared by chance, actually it is to do with chance, and that anything... With a big enough population, anything will happen inevitably just because the field is big enough. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. So if you've got, so for instance, if you had 10,000 people picking out the Queen of Hearts, some of them will pick the Queen of Hearts out. Mm-hmm. So in fact, if you had 10,400 people mm-hmm. picking out the Queen of Hearts, 200 of them <laughs> would pick out the Queen of Hearts. That's true. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> On average. Yeah. On the basis of probability, 200 people would pick out the Queen of Hearts yeah. in a population of 10,400. Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah. So now if. 400 people picked up the Queen of Hearts right then that would be interesting because mm. that would be 100% more than should have done it by chance mm. you see what I mean and, and it probably wouldn't take much more than that um, we'll part that up for now um, so uh, many people would just put things down like that down to that sort of thing probability theory uh, what's interesting is Carl Jung himself used the concept of synchronicity to justify the paranormal the existence of the paranormal so um he 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 went completely away from the scientific explanation and basically you know wrote lots of stuff about um how how i guess um fortunate things can happen to people um which has got nothing to do with science Mm. you know whatever you understand the paranormal to be I mean that's an interesting subject in itself probably not for today as we Mm -hmm. are supposed to be talking about collaboration Um, so what I've tried to do um, is I've started writing about serendipitous synchronicity which um, in itself probably doesn't mean anything Um, but what I've tried to do is actually to say rather than so I guess what I'm trying to say is serendipitous synchronicity in itself isn't something that a a scientist or professor should necessarily take too seriously what it is, it's my way of describing this very interesting whole theory of mine Mm -hmm. as to why events happen Mm -hmm. so what I've done for the first time in my life I've tried to explain in writing why (laughs) good things happen and I used examples like uh, you know, which I've, I've, I, I, I actually related live in my last keynote speech at Swindon Expo, where I talked about the random series of events that went from Rebecca Griffiths sending me an email to finally having a vibrant trading relationship with both her and her husband, mm. and how that's then actually developed further into other relationships because of what I've then done because of it. So, so effectively, um, I say I think we've gone a little bit off what collaboration is about, but mm. um, I, I, I see. I would say that what's what um, what my message of uh, serendipitous synchronicity is all about is um, the flow. I would call it the sort of flow of energy, the flow of positivity 
that you can create that becomes almost irreversible. So if you get it, you start doing things like I, I, I for instance, so uh, I, I've forgotten her name now, but the lady I spoke to on Wednesday, you know, with the opportunity in Singapore, I phoned her up and she was saying, you know, the Price Waterhouse in particular had let her down and various, various other I've been disappointed by accountants generally. And I said, um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I said, I will give a free hour of my time to any Singaporean company that wants to talk to me. Mm. She went, oh, wow. Mm. And I said, because I'm going to cherish your introductions. She said, no one's ever said that to me before. Mm -hmm. Right? So what what am I doing there? I'm already differentiating myself from everyone else. And the way I look at it is... I'm giving myself the opportunity because I have experience of what happens from my behaviour I'm saying look if I put a bit of love out there do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I put a bit of love and, and goodwill and, and I respect the introduction my word cherish which I think is even better mm. I'm, I'm not just I'm not just taking the introduction I'm cherishing it I'm saying I got this introduction because of these fine people and I've got a duty to them to make sure that I love these people up mm. you know do you see what I mean mm. so that's a really good example of what I'm talking about so what happens there is you 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 create the love, you start the flow of energy, and then what what my theory is all about is the power of that and the strength and and the, the amount of goodness that comes out of it then depends on the behaviour of the people involved in the chain. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if if you have, like in the case of Rebecca and Shane Griffiths mm-hmm. and Paul Waite, all three of us have behaved completely mm-hmm. positively throughout. Mm-hmm. At no point has a chain been broken. Mm. Yeah. So we've just gone, yeah, yeah, and it's just gone like that. It's just developed exponentially into something marvellous yeah. because we all get it. We've all added value, key, all yeah. recognised it, you know? Mm. So I think that, you know, coming back to collaboration, because one of the words that also is hugely relevant in uh, serendipitous synchronicity and also um, collaboration is communication. Mm-hmm. So. Um, collaboration obviously in itself is a cold word but collaboration can mean for instance you know hugging perhaps even mm-hmm. um, you know collaboration means one or more people getting together for common benefit I guess yes and it doesn't yes. matter what it is it could be that they've only got one fire you know you could be a group of Eskimos who haven't got any fire and they decide to have one fire and if three of them sit around the fire together then <laughs> no do you see what I mean yeah but yeah, that's, yeah. that's a perfectly useful thing to say yeah that's it you know um that three people together have a bit bigger uh, hole in the ice, mm, a bigger fishing mm. rod, a big, you know, whatever. That yeah, and that's it. That's getting onto like why, like why collaboration is important, and it, it can be as simple as things like that. Like we are stronger together. Well, look at us. Yeah, you know. So I, you know, although I, I wouldn't put it like this. Um, really, in, in in it would it would not be it would not be wrong to say that you and I have collaborated with each other mm. or in particular to start off with I collaborated with you and obviously what's happened as a result of us working together and I guess me having an open mind and being prepared to change mm. then how have I benefited from that kind of collaboration I am now more creative poor weight than I was before Drew mm. more 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 I'm not so musically aware is the right word um, but more developed Musically, in in certain respects, I would suggest mm-hmm. hugely more creative, and my horizons have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, I've given you uh, an opportunity to do something you hadn't done before. Yeah, perhaps 
words of it, like focus, mm. you know, mm. those sort of things. So we've both benefited from collaborating with each other. Mm. So I guess anybody, any well, I think it would be very rare for any two people not to find something that they couldn't benefit from mutually by doing something with somebody else. Mm. And I know, I know that you're always very open for collaboration and you see the importance of it. And, and when people get together, like in a meeting, I mean, a lot of a lot of the great things that come out of the work that you do are out of like meetings that you have with people mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Like, what do you think um, is the resistance that some people have to collaboration? Because that there's there's almost like there's this part of us as well that's a bit scared of like sitting down or opening up or speaking to people sometimes, which can which I think can stint um, you know opportunities. Um, well, it's a, very, it's a very interesting question, that. I think I, you don't have it, so you don't like... You don't like uh, I think, I think th- 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 there are several reasons why people don't collaborate. Um, and I'd have to think about this a bit. I mean, one of them is, obviously, probably most people... And let's just concentrate on business for a minute. Most business people work in the business, not on the business. Mm-hmm. So they're too busy, too busy getting their hands dirty, thinking that, you know, making widgets is what it's all about instead of thinking about how to make widgets cheaper or better mm-hmm. or more environmentally friendly and just trying to make widgets. So um, they're not even thinking about, on a wider level, about how they can make their business better or how they can how they can be better. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think people... So let's take accountants as a group of business people. Accountants are notoriously stuffy, you know, in- reactive, inward mm-hmm. thinking, in, in, in introverted. So it's not it's not um, it's in their thing. common nature mm-hmm. to seek to collaborate. In fact, you know, you've heard me say one of my sayings now is I want to take the fear out of business. That's mm-hmm. one of the answers. Mm-hmm. So um, most accountants would consider talking to another firm of accountants as a bad thing to do mm. yeah whereas I don't give a sh- care Sorry. <laughs> I noticed um, it's quite interesting one of the Brexit MPs um, said something like rubbish uh, I, I, I watch snippets of politics in the evenings and the um, the, the speaker in the EU parliament uh, told him off for for uh, for um, inappropriate language so obviously me saying what I was going to say wasn't very good um, mm. so I think um you know, it's it's it. People people uh, tend so if you're a competitor, for instance, a competitor is a dangerous person because these are somebody. You know, you're a flower seller. They're saying flowers. We're both trying to sell to Granny Goggins. Therefore, uh, doing anything with that other flower shop can only be bad, can't it? Mm-hmm. You know. Whereas you might flipping that on it says a little bit. Like... Yeah, it's very much you know. It's very much like you know the story uh, I tell a lot. Which, funnily enough, um, I think it was um, my great friend Mel Curtis regurgitated back to me the other day you know I love the, the story about uh, the two salesmen uh, two shoe salesmen one goes to Africa comes back and says nobody's wearing shoes there's no market <laughs> second salesman goes to Africa and says no one's wearing shoes what a market yeah 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 so, so it's so I'm the second person mm. yeah mm. Um, and that really sums it all up so I think um, to some extent to, to see the power of collaboration, you've got to you've got to get it, haven't you? A yeah. Bit. Um, you've got to get business. You've got to want to see. You've got to want to progress. Um, 
You know, I, you know, but I, I would say that I don't know the statistics, but I would think that over the overwhelming majority of businesses wouldn't see the benefit in collaboration or don't try to collaborate, mm. and and it's really sad because, um, I mean, if if we go back to the, a more simple thing for people to understand, uh, I find any forum where I'm able to talk to another person, even if that other person does says nothing back to me at all, mm-hmm. usually ends in some positive. Mm-hmm. Because we don't talk... To, well, I might talk to, my, to myself, but <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't talk to myself in a manner that would make me see... Yeah, other people instance, make you say <coughs> different things that you wouldn't see just on your own. You know, so we had a we had a brilliant example the other day where Professor Garth Allen came into our oh, office. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and he's gonna, just going to... He's just going to blow my mind. You yeah. know, he, he did blow my mind. I, I, I can't remember ever saying to anyone in a meeting before, you know, Garth. You know, my my brain's going. Dum, dum, yeah. dum, dum, dum. It's like overload. Professor you know? Garth. <laughs> yeah, Professor Garth was blowing my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a result of, but you know, this, this again, I think so. Openness, mm. openness. Yeah. So what I what I'm prepared to do, which is unusual, is we started off. Well, for start, I'd actually sent Garth and Andy Marshall affecting my latest business plan, mm-hmm. which has lots of really great left-field ideas in conjunction with Mark Carey, as you know, about yeah. things like regeneration hubs and this sort of thing. So, you know, he already was sitting there going, you know, that's really impressive, Paul. You know, it's a really impressive document, you know. And it's very much in his space. I then, you know, this, this comes back to how you start the whole cycle of serendipitous synchronicity, Right. So how do you start? First, I give myself the chance. I arrange the meeting. Mm-hmm. I'm open. I say, here you are. This is what this is what Aspermate's all about. This is what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't do it on my own. I mm-hmm. I, I need. I want people like you. I want great people to join me. So yeah. so that it's so like that I can that step to be open. Mm-hmm. Like just that initial step is what sets. No, I'm quite a great rolling. person, but I'm not totally great. Yeah. And and actually, if I had and... another two great people, perhaps we could be even greater. Yeah. And then obviously basically opening up to someone and saying this is all I have this is what I'm thinking this is what I'm scared about this is what I whatever uh, they respond to that so what happened within minutes is Garth Garth's history and what he was involved in was exponentially greater than I had expected mm. started to call other people in the room you might notice mm, mm-hmm. hey, Garth got to meet JP you know mm. blah, blah, blah. so uh, then of course I turned around to him at some point and I said can I buy Garth stock sort of pull, that's the way I put it I want to buy all the shares in Garth that I can yeah. he said you can that's what he said oh wow so I said oh, I'm buying them <laughs> yeah nice. now, so what, what I do very quickly is I've expedited that process now mm-hmm. it's gone very quickly we got to Z very quickly no, no messing about no I'll go have a board meeting in three months' time, and then I'll let you know where it goes. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that is that is how extreme mm. that might have been. That's it. That's if it, that's if um, the people had even you know got themselves into a situation where it could happen. You know. Mm. So that that's a that, that's a that's a trust in your instinct as well. You got like in in those moments where. Well, I think instinct is a really good word. I know it's got nothing to do with collaboration, but mm, I don't know because you got in a collaborative situation, you you you, you um, like an opportunity like that comes up, you got to feel your instinct or what you know from it. So, I t- I'll tell you a true story. There's two stories I'll tell you because um, obviously the whole point of, of our podcast, to some extent, isn't to just sit narrowly inside our subject matter. So, mm-hmm. as long as our listeners don't mind me rambling, <laughs> um, 
So I know of, of, of all the people I know, you'll believe me when I tell you. And, this is, and, and genuinely, I'm telling you the truth, right? You know the um, the uh, North Distributor Road, mm-hmm. you know, particularly going from Wembden, say, to Chilton Gym, you know? And then you get up to the lights there. Mm-hmm. So for people, people who don't know Bridgewater, um, there's a junction. It's a junction um, with uh, four, so you can turn left to go to Chilton Trinity and Chilton School and the Sports Centre. Uh, most people go straight on, which is towards Bridgewater and out towards the motorway. Um then you can turn right, which takes you towards right. the town. In fact, Andrew's house. Yeah. Um, so probably, I would say, 90% plus of the traffic flow goes straight across. Mm-hmm. So probably the traffic lights would be green two-thirds of the time, going straight on. I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, Something like that? that, yeah. 70? Mm-hmm. With the other two being 15 each, so. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Four consecutive days, which doesn't happen normally, I happen to be on that road, heading towards home, obviously being West Huntsville home. Uh, and as you know, as you as you go along the road along there, um, when you're about 600 yards from the lights, the road curves to the right, so you can't actually see the lights. Mm-hmm. What I do, in the same way we talked about imagining your space before, I know I can park and people look at you like you're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sat there and I thought, oh. so the first day, uh, and I slowed down and he said why did you slow down I said because the lights are red mm-hmm. I didn't know the lights were red mm-hmm. 50 yards away they were red mm-hmm. the next three days I didn't slow down because <laughs> I knew it was green and they were <laughs> no you can yeah. laugh that's yeah, true no, yeah, yeah. now I can't prove to you that but mm-hmm. what I said is true mm-hmm. on those four days I slowed down because I knew it was red I couldn't tell you why I knew it was red. I just knew it was red. Mm. It's just like I picture, you know, you talk about picturing your space. Mm. You picture your space. I believe in nature and the flow and stuff like that, you know. Mm. And actually, I think what's what's uh, interesting about this whole subject, um, you know, come back to your intuition thing, you know. So I'll just use it as an example of intuition. I mean, another one, actually, what I think is more business-like, uh, and it'd be very interesting to get some like Ben Phillips' view on this, um, I have now, for quite some time, um, been able to prof- prophesy, forecast, if you like, uh, more conventional word, um, mm. things that are going to happen, which which actually is very useful for my stress level. So, for instance, um, I remember Ben walking into my room, maybe, was it after just after Christmas, and he said, we're going to go overdrawn next week. I said, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. And we won't be overdrawn next week, uh, and in fact, we're 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 um, this is what's going to happen. And actually, within a month, we 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 had several hundred thousand pounds in the bank, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, without going about all the other uh, smug things that I could talk about, mm-hmm. so um, just small examples. Uh, I I said to Ben in an email about two weeks ago that you will see. A significant amount of money coming in ten days after my email, and it did exactly ten days. And he came in, and I said, "How many days is it, Ben?" Uh, ten, he said. And then I sent him. I said, "So just to, 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 about three days ago, might be three or four days ago, I sent him an email, and I said, this is Paul's prediction of what we're going to collect for the rest of the month.' Mm-hmm. So I put um, my my total figure is this. Uh, I must confess that." 
24,000 of this figure is guesswork because I, I know we're going to get 96,000 mm-hmm. but my reasonable guess is that and I can tell you where the 96,000 comes from right so um, and I told him when it was going to happen and then um, of course he sends me another one yesterday and he says 380,000 is coming today so I sort of went back and said mm, smug I put smug 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 <laughs> And he says back to me, but I think we're going to have to start calling you Mystic Meg. <laughs> right? Now, why is it he can't do that? Mm. Mm. Why am I the only one in Aspen Wake that can do that? So do you think this is something that you've developed with, with all of these, um, your outlook and, and, and the way that you've done things? Is it something that, that you notice, say, from when you were younger as a child? Or is it... Um, to do with this positive flow that you put out that touches you, puts you more in touch with your intuition and in, into the flow and all that stuff I think um, probably a, a, a more balanced way of looking at it mm-hmm. <laughs> okay because <laughs> no because I, I appreciate that some people would find some of the things I believe in and you believe in and how I might put it unnerving or difficult to relate to so, but I think if you explain things in a slightly different way, then less trusting whatever people will understand better. So, what I say, so when Ben put, we're going to have to stop calling you Mystic Meg, and I just put intuition, experience, uh, and something, I put four words down mm-hmm. to, right, to describe why I'm able to do that. Um, so, I, I would liken it to, um, so for instance, one of the things I have, doesn't matter when I'm driving a car, cycling my bike running along or in my case now plodding along (laughs) um, I have incredibly good pace judgement yeah so if I was going down a hill I would know within yards feet probably how long my bike would keep freewheeling for oh wow if I see four cars in front of me I know exactly what speed to come up to them at Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. That, well, that's 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 so that's my, that's my analogy. Mm. How do I do that? Mm. There's no there's no science. I'm not sitting down on my computer going, hang on a minute. Um, I need to be going 57 at the moment, and then I need to get up to 76, and then I'm gonna do this. Yeah, mm. I I I feel am it. skilled enough. Mm. Yeah, feel, that's a good word. Feel it. Mm. You'll hear people talk about great drivers like Lewis Hamilton. Mm. You know, he feels the car. He doesn't just drive the car, does he? Mm. You've got mm. ordinary drivers, they drive the car, and you've got mm. great drivers, they Become feel the, the car. car. <laughs> so I think, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, that there, there's an element of Mark Neo's spookiness. I mm. think what I do, for instance, with my predictions is I'm a highly experienced professional that's been in this trade for a very long time. I'm able to interpret data very, very quickly compared to an average person. Then I make a series of judgments based on what I think is going on. Mm. Mm. And then I make a call, Mm. which is actually more professional judgment than it is intuition. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Intuition's got a part in it, Mm. but it's actually much more scientific than people realize. Mm. I liken it to music when the people say about improvisation and things like that. It's like you need to learn all the scales. You need to do. You need to put the work in, learning all the notes and the and the technical way to play. But then, then when it comes to playing solo or or thing, you just you forget about all that and you just and you just do it and you trust in your yeah uh, you know ability. So it's a similar thing like that. It's like you've got all of that experience and all of that um, knowledge behind you, and then in the moment, it's not like you analyse it all it's just okay that can help you make a quick decision on mm. 
that's what it seems like. So you still got to put the work in, basically. You can't just, you know. Well, no, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, if I was, if, if, if all I had was some degree of ability to um, read people's minds, which I do have, by mm-hmm. the way, um, that wouldn't be enough for me to tell Ben when the money was going to come in. Yeah, exactly. It takes the, the, major, the major reason that, that I can tell Ben when, what day the money's coming in is based on uh, massive experience, ability to interpret and then put into practice. I also think, you know, words like being cool and calm. Mm. Mm. Yeah, one thing I've noticed about myself, which is quite surprising actually, because I'm quite a stressy, worry, worry type person, I would say, more than people would think. Mm. But for whatever reason, for quite a long time now, I don't know how long that means, you know, perhaps even five years, uh, I've become even more calm in crises, for instance, than I ever have been. Mm. So, so obviously, be, being able to be very calm, is, obviously, if you were sitting there, say you were worried about money, that could send all your your radar crazy, couldn't mm. it, you know? Um, so obviously, being cool and yeah. still being able to do that and say, yeah, no, actually, you know, I know... And sometimes I think back and I think, hey, that was really cool that was because I could have gotten a bit panicky there because we were down to our last you 10 grand. You make better decisions when you're in that cool, calm space than you would if you're... Yeah. 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 Mm. And that's why, to some extent, um, sometimes, you know, in the past, you know, obviously my mathematical ability, which has got nothing really to do with being spooky, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, get, you do get the odd person sort of trying to go, hey, waity, what's this? And I say, no, and I, say, no I, don't want, I don't want to be treated like a, a lab rat, mm. you know? Mm. You know, uh, so to some extent, if someone said to you, um, I don't know, let's say the thing I said about the car and the traffic lights, you know, if someone um, tried to turn that into a scientific experiment, I'm not convinced it would work as well because mm-hmm. I know it's mm-hmm. red or green mm-hmm. because I'm relaxed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm going with the flow, and you need to be in a certain place to do that. Yeah, you know. That's, yeah, you know. Better. It reminds me. My friend was saying the other day he he uh, has a meditation practice, and that was obviously like uh, relaxes you and makes you zen out. And he was in the swimming pool and he wanted to test how long he could hold his breath for. So, so he went under the water and obviously when you, you, know, you start needing to take breath, you kind of go quite tense and things like that and your body goes into that reaction. Um, so, so he thought about the meditation practice and how that it lets you, uh, oh, absolutely. you know, like, like, like go more into the flow and, and, and relax. And he said he doubled his time underwater for, for holding his breath. Well, I do. I, I do a lot of swimming underwater, mm. and I would say uh, mental is is very important. Mm. So the preparation, mm. obviously, things like making sure. I mean, you like you wouldn't try to swim two lengths underwater if you were panting. Mm. <laughs> so just things like knowing, you know, knowing. Can you do two lengths underwater? Well, it depends what the pool is. Chilton Chilton Pool. Well, I would, no, I, 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 I would, I would I be able to do one, one length. Yeah, probably. I could do one. Yeah. I'm not sure I could do two. Um, <laughs> I do have prodigious lungs, but um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, going back to collaboration, I think because we, you know, you asked me a question, so people don't do it on the whole. I think um, most because they're, they're too busy, they don't have the right state of mind. Uh, they don't. Well, another another thing as we come back to you know what I used to call Paul's piece of pie principle, i.e. that quarter of a very large pie was better than all of a small pie mm-hmm. um, so to some extent I think you've got sharing as a word that comes into the world as well so collaboration also do you not agree also requires sharing yes some degree of sharing so so uh, yeah I was going to say successful collaboration like to, to create a successful co- 
collaborative. Well, if you think about it, the Eskimos around the fire. Mm, mm. The Eskimos around the fire now now collect. So let's say there's three families. Mm-hmm. They now collect four times more fish mm-hmm. than the, than the three families would together. So they've now got thirty three percent more fish. Each of them is now thirty three percent better off. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so they they are able to do that through sharing, mm-hmm. aren't they? And going back to um, you know the things about. Uh, so you know, let's take um, let's take Professor Garth for instance, and me. Without me having to say anything to him, you know, Garth's written eleven books on amazing wow. subjects, and you know, I was obviously telling him I was now on my third, and I was talking to him about serendipitous synchronicity, for instance. And one of the things that he said that he would like to do for me, in exactly the right words, he said, "I would like to do this for you." Is he wants to ac- academiaize some of my ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which to me is a tremendously exciting. It'd be like I don't know. I can't think of the analogy to you. It'd be like somebody, a serious person in music, <clears> but not a, uh, a serious like professorial person in yeah. music turning around to you and saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna all the stuff you do, Drew. I'm gonna make professional sense of." Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, I don't know. Catalog it. Write it up in a way that people could really get. Mm. And and so to me, it's like wow, you know. Um, so you know what. So what you've got there is, um, funny enough, Garth is an economist by discipline, mm-hmm. as am I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said to him uh, that one of the things that I think I have uh, as a differentiator is that I'm one of the few people I've ever met who can talk to an academic and a non-academic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can cross over. Yeah. Yeah, which is, takes quite a lot of skill to do that. Mm. And in particular, I said, I've never met anyone who uses his core economic knowledge and has turned that into real-world knowledge. Mm. So I'm not, So I said to him, I could have a conversation with you about Keynesian theory, mm-hmm. which is quite a very typical economist. He said, well, that'd be nice. That'd be, I'll look to you. Okay. <laughs> and I said, but you'll never hear me talking to any one of my clients about who Keynes is. Because it's got nothing to do with their world. Yeah. What I do is I take yeah. Keynesian theory, I apply it to what Paul's experiences are, and then I produce what is actually a commercially realistic economic model mm-hmm. without even realizing I'm doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so what I'm doing is I'm taking my core skill and I'm making it commercially useful. Mm-hmm. So um, now what what you've got with Garth is you've got two people with a similar intellectual background. But he, I'm probably more commercially successful, aware, or oh, I don't know what the right word is, more in the commercial business market as an entrepreneur than he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, what he's going to give me, what he's going to give me is he's going to give me this sort of credibility, integrity, you know, this sort of yeah. professional integrity yeah. Yeah. side. So that is, you know, it's a great example of, and of course, you know, one of the things that I, uh, one, and I've heard this said twice uh, this week, one, one, the first time was in a, discussion with Sarah Kelly from Thornton's uh, and of course at the start of the meeting with Andy Marshall and Garth I, 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 I make I said it's very important to me this I said Andy you know without you I wouldn't know Garth and you know how much I think of you you know you are a, 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 a amazingly humble man for someone who's achieved as much as you have you know and also a gentle man mm-hmm. you know and I said um, you know you know how much I want to work with you so I just want to make it quite clear for avoidance of doubt Anything I say to either of you individually applies to all of us. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I said, you can be... How about this? Mm-hmm. I said, you can be involved as much or as little of my world as you want. Mm-hmm. 
mm. I'm making that offer to you you know so that's an amazingly good thing to do so they, they and I say and I often say look you know um, I can give you four types of Smarties if you only want to eat orange Smarties that's fine just take the orange Smarties but I can give you brown ones as well if you want you know yeah, yeah. and people normally say no, no I would like to eat the brown and red Smarties Paul if that's alright you know but it's like it's like um, you can't be more open than say you can have all my Smarties mm, mm. if you choose not to have all my Smarties that's fine by me I appreciate it's a democracy you know but I'm giving you the opportunity to have all my Smarties mm, mm. you know and that's you know I think sometimes it's 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 quite important to, to make points basic like that because yeah. you can't argue with that mm. you know it occurred to me earlier that my ability to interpret cash flow is is the same sort of thing as driving a car and having pace judgment or a jockey riding a finish mm-hmm. a jockey sitting on the favourite he's ten lengths down going to the last but he knows he's going to catch the horse how does he know that mm-hmm. how does he know that his horse is going to catch the horse up the run mm-hmm. it's based on lots of things again isn't it it's mm-hmm. based on years of riding uh, pace judgment he's looking at the horse and this horse is slowing down mm-hmm. I think and he's probably not aware he's doing this it's 280 yards from the last fence to the finish and I reckon that my horse is going to run 10% faster than his horse mm. so over 280 yards I'm going to catch up 28 yards how far is that and he's doing that without even realising he's doing it do you see what I mean mm. you know 28 yards is probably I don't know what it would be probably something like um, 9 horses mm. so 28 yards is probably 10 lengths you know it's probably not far off that do you see what I mean mm. and that's the sort of thing And so if you talk to people like that people go yeah I, I get that mm. you know mm. so all you're asking people to believe is, is actually it's not as scary as you might think it's mm. just it's just really taking accomplishment being a highly comp- accomplished individual professional mm. through to its nth degree by trusting and believing in in, in, in the power of the mind I suppose mm. and and the power of experience and that sort of thing mm. cool very interesting very interesting and yeah and it made me think like when you said about the co- collaboration with the professor it's like you do have completely different skills like you know so so they're gonna yeah they work together like in a mutually beneficial way which is what it's all about as well you know like um well I said to him yeah you know, just I said I said to Andy and Garth I said what happens for me sometimes and, and it's true about several things at the moment um let's take my ideas to create a, a super business centre in Wales right? like, no, like no other I could sort of sit there and talk I probably could have a really good brainstorm with lots of clever people in the room and hold that meeting for two hours mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't actually tell you exactly what it what the end looks like mm-hmm. I can tell you what the vision looks like yeah. so yeah. again I say well I need other people to finish it mm-hmm. I don't want to dream up the idea and then draw the idea yeah. finish the idea I want to have the idea then talk to other great people and say how do we build this business in it? and then watch the magic happen yeah because <laughs> what happens is is um, like when I was talking to Sarah Kelly uh, earlier in the week um, I, I, I was so proud because within seconds of her talking she had taken some ideas that I had and made them greater mm. Mm. And, and I sent her an email after and I said you're even better than I thought you were mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and I think that that probably I think a, a lot of people I think life is harder than most people admit that it is you know being being truthful and deep for a minute mm-hmm. um, 
in a, you know, let's take yourself. You would, you, you could understand that. You're only 28, but you, you, you understand that life is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been happy and sad this year, sad quite a lot. You know, mm-hmm. troubled even. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think uh, it's how you deal with that. You know, so you could sit there and say, you know, I'm Drew, I'm troubled, I'm gonna sit in my room and get weeded out, or mm-hmm. drink too much, or mm-hmm. not talk to anyone, and just progress it on myself. Let my hair grow, not shave, mm-hmm. lose my self-respect. You know, you know, yeah, it's, it's quite yeah, a it's easy point, to yeah. do that. When Those you sort of things, you know. In order to actually get to where you need to get to, that's the opposite of what you need to do. Yeah. So what you really need to do is to say, say, say it was me. You'd say, "Hey, Paul, I feel sad." Mm-hmm. Right? But what, what do you feel sad, Drew? Mm-hmm. I feel sad because of this. And then the other person says to you, "Well, yeah, you know, I understand why you feel sad, but you know." Actually, you're a really great guy, and, and you know. You're, and, yeah. and actually, you know, I know, I know, I know you're hurting. But actually, if you were to do this, you might find that you might. So maybe you'll be three percent less upset than you were. Even mm. you know, do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, that's that's worth it, isn't it? Mm. You know. So I think what happens is is that um, people often are bruised. So mm. I've met lots and lots. In fact, most of the people that work with me have been bruised badly I'd say mm-hmm. a lot of them have had some really bad experiences you know they've been really low um, and of course I understand that mm-hmm. you know so I think empathy yeah. is, is a great word empathy is, is, is very key here so I think if, if you if you take that negativity and that sorrow and the sadness and the hard times and, and all that when you thought it wasn't worth waking up in the morning and you know like you know I tell the story about walking around Bridgewater at four o'clock in the morning without a hope Mm. you know generally no hope nothing no way I'm going to be anything other than a failure you know mm. uh, but somehow you feel the courage to get through another day mm. you know mm. and I think rather than sit there and think well actually you know I've had 20 years in business everyone's everyone's horrible the world's a nasty place um, I'm just thinking particularly about uh, discussions with Mark at Seven Fresh you know in saying that and of course, from his point of view, he's suddenly and he says, "Hang on a minute! I've met a guy who actually believes in everything I've always believed in, but I've never seen it before." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what's really great about him is he hasn't—it hasn't defeated him. Mm-hmm. His experiences have—he still had enough in his heart to be able to to love when it came. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When the opportunity arose, he was able to, to sit there and say, "Ah." I can't believe this. You know, the loaves of bread and the fish truly are there. Mm, mm, you know, I wondered. I, I didn't think they were there, but they they mm, are there. You know. Mm, mm. So you know, I very much encourage people to, um, to 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 lose fear, trust trust in other people, and trust in yourself. Mm. I think um, the more open you are, the better it is. Mm. The more you show yourself to other people, and you're able to. I think also to understand yourself and how you, uh, what you can and cannot do, what help you need, mm. uh, and very much, um, I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever. I mean, you know, let's look at a team. Having a team has got to be better than being a lone wolf. Mm. You know, I mean, the lone wolf can do things the team might not do every now and again. You know, might be able to kill uh, the coyote quicker or something, but it won't kill as many coyotes over a month. You know, mm. or whatever the analogy is. So collaboration, collaboration, you know, is is actually key to how everything Aspen Weight does. So Aspen Weight, in its current form, you know, which probably started about six years ago, was crafted on collaboration, 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 collaboration. 
we can only succeed if we work with other great people Mm. Uh, and I think that's also very important so if you are I don't know whatever you are you know if you are a uh, let's just say uh, an A type person who's 60% risk averse you don't want to be working with a B type person who's 30% risk averse you know so, you know, uh, in my case, I won't work with, for instance, you know, had, had an instance re- re- recently, um, I refuse to work with people who treat other people badly. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought I'd have it. Because what does that tell you about them? Mm-hmm. You know, if they're prepared to treat someone like that, then that's not, it reflects someone on me. You, yeah. So, you know, things like values, ethics, you know, sh- you know shared values and those mm-hmm. sort of things are, um, are, are essential. If you can find one person even in your life to collaborate with, you're very lucky. But obviously what we found is we're collaborating with many people. Mm. And I think that's because we believe, we can see... Now, one of the reasons I can make predictions is because I've made many predictions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Does that make sense? Mm. So I believe... I don't care whether you believe me or not. I don't need you to believe me, you know? Mm. I believe... Hmm. Yeah, I believe. <laughs> no, I believe in me. I believe in what I'm, I can. I believe that thirty-three thousand is going to come in at ten o'clock yeah, on yeah, Monday. Yeah. I don't care whether you don't believe that. Mm. You know, I prefer it if you did. Now, one of the things I said, and one of the things I said, it's quite important at the moment. You know, I've, I shouldn't have to say this actually, but I've said a few times recently. Haven't I earned the right to be supported? Mm, haven't trusted. I earned the right to be trusted? Mm. You know, you might think what I've just said is wacky, but where we've got to is wacky mm-hmm. you know we aren't like mm-hmm. anybody else mm-hmm. just trust me we we have to concur- we actually need to even embrace that even more and become even more like nobody else mm-hmm. because our ambition is that great if we don't want to be the best firm in, in Britain offering this completely different service that's fine let's go back into boxes and put this services mm-hmm. and behave like conventional accountants you know mm-hmm. Mm. But, but don't expect me to be in that business because I won't be mm. and, and genuinely you know and you, I know you know this because I said it to you really if I had if I had to leave everyone in Aspen Way and work on my own to do that then I would mm. that's how strongly I feel about it yeah mm. sorry about that that's very deep they were. yeah you got trust in that vision that you have well you know uh, as I say I think one of the reasons you know, I, I see things very clearly. So people talking to me, it's quite straightforward because, you know, as I said to somebody yesterday, you won't find anyone easier than me to, to deal with because I don't overcomplicate anything, you know. Yeah. But sometimes other people don't do that and you have to say to them, actually almost help them out themselves. Mm-hmm. Even though you're talking about yourself and say, look, let's get this straight. You know? If you don't believe me, that's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> then don't do that mm-hmm. with me, yeah. you know. Or if, if you're not attracted by what I say, do so-and-so, you know. So, you know, if I've got people working with me and they, they don't like the idea of having radical websites like a, like nobody else's website and behaving in a way that no one else has ever behaved, that's that's fine. I respect that, but don't work for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, democracy rocks. Mm-hmm. But so does freedom of expression and freedom of action. Mm-hmm. You know, they can have their company. It happens to be mine, unfortunately, you know. So I think... It depends really on on how how uh, what sort of vision people have, whether they genuinely want to be, you know, whether they genuinely have objectives, you know, where they really see themselves 
I think most people have difficulty seeing tomorrow, let alone mm. five. You say tomorrow, well, you see yourself in ten years' time. And, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Well, I could tell you exactly what, what, what I could give you an answer to that. Mm. You know, I could say to you, when you see us in three years' time, I go, blah, blah, blah. when you see us in three years' time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, I could do that. Yeah, I read a lot about that as well, like how important it is to like visualise the future and like visualise what you actually want. You're not going to become what you want unless you unless you, you know what that is and you know what that looks like, you know. So well, I, I just don't see how you can make decisions forward. if you don't know that. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people don't think in that way. They think in the, or maybe even looking at the past of things. Well, you, you, take, you take, you know, an example at the moment. We've got an opportunity to, to expand into a grade one listed building in Bridgewater, which is a beautiful building. Mm. Uh, so it happens to be owned by someone I went to school with oh, at, wow. the age, at the age of four. Uh, or as I, uh, as I said to this chap yesterday, I said, as you and I are possibly the only two successful people in Bridgewater with half a brain cell. <laughs> so, so that's what I said. Uh, and we've known each other for 55 years. Wouldn't it be nice if we could collaborate together to come up with a really cool, uh, cool, uh, uh, Solution, um, you know, ultimate end game to all of this. Are you up for that? And he said, Yeah, I am. Mm. And I said, Because if you collaborate with me and allow me to pursue my vision, you'll just have one customer. And I said, And you'll be so proud to walk in my building mm. because I'm going to be somebody. Right? Now, the, the point is, and I said, Because I believe, I said, I'm not going to get any smaller. Mm. So I have to believe, I have to sit there and think. So for instance, if I was if I was a very short termist, not believing person, I might sit there and say, Oh well I've got as big as I'm I've got as big as I'm gonna get. Mm. As you know, you know, we definitely need some more space because mm. Rumor's house is draining the <laughs> space. But you wouldn't seriously think about going and having the whole of this other prestigious building as well. Mm. Whereas I came to the conclusion uh, which I think is, you know, which I'm very good at problem solving. I came to a conclusion on, I think it was Tuesday night, that if I just had a part of this building, it wasn't going to work. Mm. Mm. That's why I woke up. I woke up and I realised it wouldn't work. Mm. I want to have this fantastic group training centre, this place where we have this great free space to brainstorm and do all sorts of crazy things mm. with four spaces. That's going to work, isn't it? Mm. You know, that's that's what my brain's going. Mm. So I sat there and I thought, hey, I got to look at this from a different point of view. I got to have all the spaces. <laughs> wow! No, 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 that's exactly yeah. The only way this is going to work is I've got to have all the spaces. So I got to talk to the owner and say, hey, you need to give me all the spaces, but I ain't going to pay you for all the spaces yet because I'm not ready. But if you if you make a, so I sent an email yesterday. They said they, the, the the agents put me under some pressure because initially I was like, I really want to get on with this, and then they were. This is why I actually the exact words. I used. I said, "You are making it difficult for me to say no. Sorry, make it difficult for me to say yes. And therefore, as a character, because it's not easy for me to say yes, I'm very busy and I've lost interest in this." <laughs> yeah. If they so then they go, "Oh they're, shit! They're, yeah, what happens next?" The big boss man himself rings me up immediately after I send that. What's happened now? Yeah. The whole negotiating's flipped. Yeah. Yeah. They're in charge. They're chasing me. I'm, yeah. Well, you know, it was quite interesting, but I'm not there. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, I, I'm, I'm the yeah, easiest yeah. person to deal with. Mm-hmm. You're making it impossible. It's really hard. I feel like I'm walking through treacle. I ain't going to walk through treacle. Mm-hmm. My life's hard enough as it is. Mm-hmm. I refuse to walk through treacle. So what do you want? What do you want me to do, Paul? And I said, you need to understand these basic principles. Blah, blah. 
And he went, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> and then he did. And I yeah. said, if you play by my rules, at some point down the road, I'm not going to tell you how it is, I'll pay you the full rent. But I ain't paying you now. Mm. <laughs> and I'm, so what, what that's all about is I'm sitting there going, I will fill that building up. Are you going to fill it up now? Because mm. I'm not ready to fill it up now. Right? Mm. And also it's things that I guess... Uh, sitting there saying, right, if I had that building, what would I then do? So one of the things I intend to do is to turn around to, to the wider, my wider network and say, uh, how would you feel about having an office in this building? Or, mm. Do you know what I mean? Or, mm. Perhaps if we have the sort of centre I'm talking about, we can market that in the area. Mm. So other like-minded people will want to come to us. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm. Mm. Yeah, lots of opportunities. Hmm. Yeah, so yesterday's conversation with my old chum was a great example of collaboration, actually. Mm. What's he want? He wants security of tenure, maximum amount of income, and longevity, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Amongst other things. Also, um, I'd like to think that me being there would mean something to him. Mm. Maybe maybe not huge, but Mm. something, Mm. you know? Having his 55-year-old school chum from Wembley Primary School <laughs> sitting in his building would quite please him, mm, you know? Mm, mm. He, he liked... I said to him, I'm patriotic, are you? Yes. I also love my county, do you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever you might think of Bridgewater, we can make it great, can't we? Yes. You going to help me with that? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Collaboration. Mm. Good way to end, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, no, brilliant examples. And that's what I really wanted to get, some some real-life examples of how this works, and I think that's come across really well. So thank you very much for that. And um... <laughs> no, I think, yeah, one of the things I've got to say about Drew is really interesting. I I often turn up at Drew Towers, and I think, oh, God, you know. <laughs> no, obviously, collaboration is everything to me. I wasn't, I'm never entirely sure sometimes how it's going to flow. Mm. But obviously, what's, what, what he has a very good way of doing is, is sort of uh, turning on the tap and... The weighty water flows out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the weighty water to flow. <laughs> so this week, um, this week, uh, the, the song we're playing is called Number Nine Dream by Ooh. John Lennon. Um, it's interesting, this. I mean, I, I have to say, as a Beatles fan, um, John was my least favourite. Well, Ringo Starr doesn't really stand up to scrutiny, but if you take um, Harrison and McCartney, and I'd say... Uh, probably uh, both emotionally as a child and today I would probably have to say of all of who was the greatest I probably would say McCartney was um, I think probably it could be said that Lennon I don't know if they were painters because this would be quite a, this would be, this would be a, quite a, a fun thing to do this mm. if you took the Beatles <laughs> and said which Paint of them is picture. which painter <laughs> yeah so I, I would I would you know, this is just my opinion. So I would say McCartney would be more like um, a Thomas Gainsborough or something. Yeah, very accomplished, uh, beautiful painter, painting more traditional stuff. Whereas Lennon would be more like Monet. Mm. Do, 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 you, do you see the difference? Mm. So Lennon, uh, obviously, uh, to some extent, the comparison is blighted by uh, Lennon's life being brought to a tragic end by the stalker Chapman I think his name was mm-hmm. um, I still think if up to the point where Lennon was killed I still think probably that a close analysis that McCartney would have beaten Lennon on points mm-hmm. you know as a 
as a songwriter and achiever. Mm. Uh, obviously, McCartney's then gone on to write, write classical albums and classical music. I have to say, the, the, the thing that's disappointing with Paul McCartney is also written his pile of shit. <laughs> you know, absolute rubbish, you know. Uh, you know, mm. some really poor stuff, mm. I, I'd have to say. Which, Whereas Lenin's uh, are less obviously because not been alive as long, but they were pure bangers. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, you know, Lenin came under uh, the, the influence of Yoko Ono yep. um, in the later 60s. And I think, you know, what I find very interesting about each of them, if you take... So McCartney and Harrison are my favourite Beatles. Um, Harrison, you know, to some extent, um, you know, was very much the number three. You know, you, there was Lennon McCartney, then there was Harrison, then there was Ringo Starr. Which I think, to some extent, is 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 slightly unfortunate. I think probably amongst more musical types like you, Harrison's perhaps a bit more important than that. Mm. You know, he was probably a bit more of a character, a bit more uh, spiritual, perhaps, or something. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, he he himself has written some incredibly interesting songs. Perhaps uh, McCar- um, Harrison's songs are probably a bit more. Uh, religious, you know, or in nature, you know, sort of mm. Indian influences and and that sort of stuff, a bit deep. Um, but you know, we're talking about Lenin now. Was, uh, what I like about Lenin is Lenin obviously wrote, uh, had a, a massive creative input. So Lennon McCartney, great example of collaboration. Mm. Um, I think to see McCartney in particular without Lenin really brings that home I think Lennon clearly brought something to McCartney that he misses mm. Lennon appears to me to have been able to write great songs without McCartney mm-hmm. and that's obviously be, but perhaps not so many of them mm. that's probably what you would say do you see what I mean mm. uh, hence my analogy about the, 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 about, about the, um, the painters mm. so uh, I think what Lennon did is Lennon was uh he wasn't afraid to experiment and come up with some quite wacky stuff. So I think, personally, uh, his catalogue of individual work post-Beatles stands up to the to the, the closest scrutiny. I even think um, Happy Christmas War is Over is, is one of the great Christmas songs, you know, uh, with a really powerful message, you know, really, really beautifully crafted song. Um it's probably probably amongst the masses it's, it's probably best known for writing Imagine mm-hmm. yeah, Imagine There's No Heaven and that sort of thing and again you know it's more like a poem isn't it mm. uh, and I think that song was inspired by whether one likes it or not his genuine love for what seems to be quite an odd lady mm. but I don't think there's any doubt that he loved her and she clearly was very important to him in terms of how he expressed himself Um uh, so I think number nine dream which we're playing today um, is just a beautiful example of Lenin at his best writing a song that perhaps no one else could write it quite moves me actually I just find it takes me it's like transcendental music or something it takes me into a dimension other than one that most musicians write in so uh, I've chosen this because uh, I just think it's uh, a defining piece of work and I, and I hope you all uh, I think it fits nicely into the the weather uh, the weather that's happened this week, so uh, check it out. Check it out, and enjoy, listeners, and we will speak to you next week. <laughs>